Hi, this is Ezra Engel, and you're listening to The Voice. Reading 1 Kings chapter 22 for Monday, May 19th. For three years, there was no war between Aram and Israel. But in the third year, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went down to see the king of Israel. The king of Israel had said to his officials, Don't you know that Ramoth-Gilead belongs to us, and yet we are doing nothing to retake it from the king of Aram? So we asked Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to fight against Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. But, Ho- but Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, First, keep the- First seek the counsel of the Lord. So the king of Israel brought together the prophets, about four hundred men, and asked them, Shall I go to war against Ramoth-Gilead? Or shall I refrain? Go, they answered, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there not a prophet of the Lord whom we can inquire of? The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat, There is still one man through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. The king should not say that. Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Bring Micaiah, son of Imlah, at once. Dressed in their royal robes, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria, with all the prophets prophesying before them. Now Zedekiah, son of Canaanah, had made iron horns, and he declared, This is what the Lord says. With these you will gore the Arameans until they are destroyed. All the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Attack Ramoth-Gilead and be victorious, they said, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. The messenger who had gone to summon Micaiah said to him, Look, as one man the other prophets are predicting success for the king. Let your word agree with theirs and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord tells me. When he arrived, the king asked him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or shall I refrain? Attack and be victorious, he answered, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. The king said to him, How many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then Micaiah answered, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd, and the Lord said, These people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you that he never prophesies anything good about me, but only bad? Micaiah continued, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the host of heaven standing around him, on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will entice Ahab into attacking Ramoth-Gilead and going to his death there? One suggested this, and another that. Finally, a spirit came forward, stood before the Lord, and said, I will entice him. By what means? the Lord asked. I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouths of all his prophets, he said. You will succeed. You will succeed in enticing him, said the Lord. Go and do it. So now the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of all these prophets of yours. The Lord has decreed disaster for you. Then Zedekiah, son of Kenea, went up and slapped Micaiah in the face. Which way did the spirit from the Lord go when he went from me? To speak to you? he asked. Micaiah replied, You will find out on the day you go hide in an inner room. The king of Israel then ordered, 
Take Micaiah and send him back to Ammon, the ruler of the city, and to Joash the king's son, and say, This is what the king says. Put this fellow in prison, and give him nothing but bread and water, until I return safely. Micaiah declared, If you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added, Mark my words, all you people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat king of Judah went up to Ramoth-Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will enter the battle in disguise, but you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Aram had ordered his thirty-two chariot commanders, Do not fight with anyone, small or great, except the king of Israel. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, Surely this is the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him, but when Jehoshaphat cried out, the chariot commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel and stopped pursuing him. But someone drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. The king told his chariot driver, Wheel around and get me out of the fighting. I've been wounded. All day long the battle raged, and the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Arameans. The blood from his wound ran onto the floor of the chariot, and that evening he died. As the sun was setting, a cry spread through the army, every man to his town, every one to his land. So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried him there. They washed the chariot at the pool in Samaria, where the prostitutes bathed, and the dogs licked up his blood. As the word of the Lord had declared, as for the other events of Ahab's reign, including all he did, the palace he built, and inlaid with ivory, and the cities he fortified, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Ahab rested with his fathers, and Ahaziah, his son, succeeded him as king. Jehoshaphat, son of Asa, became king of Judah in the fourth year of Ahab, king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was thirty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty-five years. His mother's name was Azubah, daughter of Shilhi. In everything he walked in the ways of his father Asa, and did not stray from them. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. The high places, however, were not removed, and the people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. Jehoshaphat was also at peace with the king of Israel. As for the other events of Jehoshaphat's reign, the, kings he, the things he achieved, and his military exploits, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? He rid the land of the rest of the male shrine prostitutes, who remained there even after the reign of his father Asa. There was ten, there was then no king in Edom, a deputy ruled. Now Jehoshaphat built a fleet of trading ships to go to Ophir for gold, but they never set sail. They were wrecked at Ezion-Geber. At that time Ahaziah, son of Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, Let my men sail with your men. But Jehoshaphat refused. Then Jehoshaphat rested with his fathers and was buried with them in the city of David his father, and Jehoram his son succeeded him. Ahaziah son of Ahab became king of Israel in Samaria in the seventeenth year of Jehoshaphat king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, because he walked in the ways of his father and mother and in the ways of Jeroboam son of Nebat, who caused Israel to sin. He served and worshipped Baal, and provoked the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger, just as his father had done. 1 Kings, chapter 22. It's interesting that so many prophets are telling Ahab that he will succeed in battle. And Jehoshaphat asks, isn't there a prophet of the Lord? 
and Ahab begrudgingly summons Micaiah. And he tells them what's going to happen, and even tells them that lying spirits were sent to ensure that he would die in battle. And so he dies in battle. He even disguises himself, thinking that this isn't really the word of God. Like there would be some sort of conspiracy to make sure that he died, but he ended up dying even without wearing his royal robes. Thank you for listening to The Voice.